Hey everybody, this is the Variety and iHeart podcast, The Big Ticket. I'm Mark Malkin. Today's guest is Millie Bobby Brown. The 16-year-old Stranger Things star is talking about Enola Holmes, her new Netflix movie about Sherlock Holmes' little sister. Plus, she weighs in on her support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And then later on, find out what she has to say about the Kardashians announcing that they're ending their long-running reality show. I have Millie Bobby Brown coming up after the break. Stick around. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Most people know Millie Bobby Brown for her work as Eleven on Stranger Things, but now the 16-year-old may have launched a new movie franchise. Brown stars as Sherlock Holmes' little sister in Enola Holmes. The film is based on a series of books by Nancy Springer. Enola Holmes also marks Brown's producing debut. Variety film critic Peter DeRouge praised Brown's performance in his recent review of the movie, comparing her to a young Kira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. I talked to Brown via Zoom from her home in Atlanta. How are you? I've been very good. How have you been? I'm just quarantining, hoping my dogs do not bark while we're having a <laughs> We have a dog here too, so you're all good. So how are you doing in quarantine? How have you been keeping sane? Um, I mean, just staying healthy and, um, you know, finding creative outlets. Uh, been learning new things. What? TikTok. I've seen you on TikTok. Oh, exactly. I've just been doing, I've just been trying out new things and like, because there's nothing else to do. And it's a great time to just focus on yourself and focus on things, you know, are important to you. So for me, I'm definitely focusing more on um, music and things like that. Yeah, it's been really fun. So, Enola Holmes, such a fun movie, so much fun. Were you familiar with the books? Were you familiar with the series at all? Yes, no, I read, so I read the book um, a few years back with my older sister, Paige. She read it before I did and then told me to read it. And um, so I was, I was familiar with it. I definitely was, I knew the story. Um, and I, what, I, what I also knew is that I wanted to play her. So I kind of was like, how do we get this to happen? My dad, um, who's, you know, incredibly perseverant, you know, perseverant, he persevered to make this come to life, which mm. is amazing. And he, um, you know, he found a studio for it. We found Legendary. We then found a writer. We found our director. And it was, it was amazing. It was, it happened relatively fast for, you know, a Hollywood film like that. What do you like about Enola? What don't I like about Enola? She's, <laughs> incredibly brave. Um, she has the will to be vulnerable. Her humor is funny. Um, she kind of uh, ends gender norms. She's not afraid to dress up. Um, she's uh, unapologetically herself. And I love, I love that about her. What did you learn about yourself playing her? I learned that being alone is a good time to find yourself. You know, mm. I was, I, I think for teenagers right now, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging time because you get you're afraid that to be alone, you're afraid to be lonely. It's not nice to be lonely, but in film, while filming this, I realized that actually the fact that she is alone, it helped her find herself. And so you don't need thousands of people around you to keep you happy. You can make yourself happy. And that's what I learned while filming this film. Um, definitely quarantine has helped me focus more on that. I've definitely focused more on, um, yeah, I focused more on, 
taking time for myself. You know, I think that's really important. And now you're a producer. You're also a producer on the movie. Yes. How did that come about? And why was that important for you to, I mean, you're pretty young. You're a pretty young producer. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's important to have young producers out there. Um, because it gives you, uh, it gives youth an opportunity to, to tell their stories. Um, age shouldn't define whether you can do something or not. Um, and, you know, young filmmakers should get the opportunity to tell their stories. And uh, I've just been lucky enough to share mine. Um, you know, the producing kind of conversation came around when my dad said, you need to be a part of this um, as much as you can. And I said, you know, I completely agree. And so he, you know, persevered and we, we uh, you know, obviously when I got my producing credit, it was really exciting because that meant I could be on screen and, and ha still have my say off of screen, which was really exciting because I've never had an opportunity like that before. Um, but I hope this is just the kickstart to having young filmmakers get better opportunities to make their films, to make what they, they're passionate about. What does it feel like to have your voice heard in that way where, like you said, it was you didn't have that before, where you were able to say, you know what, I don't like this, I like this, I don't like that. Was it, was it scary at first? Was it empowering? It was empowering. I mean, there's a set of nerves that come with it just because um, you have these experienced producers that are on your set and you just have to kind of fit in somehow. But, you know, I had a great team a crew that made me feel so comfortable with sharing my thoughts and ideas so i had an amazing director harry bradbeer who like made me feel very comfortable with expressing my opinion and thoughts um and really valued them which i found was really important and, and uh i you know but they they went away that got onto the set and uh everyone's you know names and i learned i learned how i could fit into the mix which was that was really quickly for me as well so what do you, what's the message of Enola Holmes? What do, you, what do you want young people or anybody to take away from it? Obviously, this is a woman in her times, like, like they've said, like, oh, she was a wild child, but it was just someone who wanted to be independent. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, yesterday I had an interview with Harry Bradbeer, um, and we said that there's so many messages in there. So go and find your message what do you take away from the film? Because what, I mean, I'll tell you what I took away from the film. Um, you know, I was extremely empowered by the film. I felt like it touched on subjects that are classist taboo um, that, you know, shouldn't really be spoken about, especially by young people. Ugh, imagine. <laughs> That's a little bit of a cross. Um, so, no, I, I found it, uh, I, what I took from the film is, I touched on just a minute ago, which was being alone, all that scary. Um, I also, the message behind young people talking about things that they're passionate about, um, it's really important. And there's a, there's a big message of feminism within the film, um, talking about how, you know, women um, were classed as uneducated back in the 1800s. And uh, Enola was extremely educated, and so was her mother. And, uh, you know, she's going into the city of London where uh, women aren't, aren't listened to, nor respected, nor looked at as an equal. And Enola's kind of coming into it thinking, like, how, why? Like, she's a new thinker. She's a wild child. And uh, there's so many messages in there that you have to find and look for and find your one 
but um, mine is definitely like the, the biggest message of all, which was feminism. Well, tell me about doing stunt work. How much fun was that? It was so much fun. <laughs> I had two months preparation of training my body to get to the, uh, the place where I wanted it to be. And um, I definitely focused on a lot of choreography. Um, and I really pushed, I, I really pushed through. I, I wanted to get every, I wanted to do everything. Um, and I always said, as long as what do, let's do what I legally can do. And then my stunt double can do everything else. <laughs> but I want to do absolutely everything. I don't care if I had to do it a thousand times, I would do it because I wanted to get it right. Um, the stunts were so much fun though. I'm not very used to stunt work like that. So uh, it definitely, it was a challenge, but I loved it. Now we're going to take a short break. When we return, Brown, a self-proclaimed fan of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, weighs in on the famous family's decision to end their long-running reality show. We'll be right back. I've got one word for you. Tom Cruise. On this new weekly podcast, Meeting Tom Cruise, we're going to talk about Tom Cruise. We're going to talk to people who have met Tom Cruise. Why? Because Tom Cruise is the greatest movie star of all time. Is he, though? Shut your mouth. Everyone who has met him has an amazing story to tell. And that's where I met Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. When I hear the bathroom door open, and it's Tom Cruise. Hey, everybody, I'm Jeff Meacham. You might know me as Josh Openhold from TV's Blackish, and I'm here with the Goose to My Maverick. Hey, I'm Joel Johnstone, and you might know me as Archie on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And I'm Alex. Lev, and you might. Nope, no one knows you from anything. Listen, we love Tom Cruise. We are inspired by Tom Cruise. But while we live and work in Hollywood, we've never actually met Tom Cruise. So we're going to talk to some people who have, and maybe one of them will lead us to the man himself so we can have our own stories of meeting Tom Cruise. Does it really have to just be about Tom Cruise? Shut Shut up! Why are you here? Listen to Meeting Tom Cruise on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Big Ticket. Here's more of Millie Bobby Brown. What was the most hurt you got? What was the injury? I did not get hurt once on set. You didn't? No, I really didn't. Good for you. Yeah, because I had a great stunt team around me. Didn't Didn't let that stuff happen. In a way, could we consider Enola a superhero? No, in many ways, 100%. Yeah, I think... I think she's more of a superhero than Eleven. Why do you say that? Because you don't have to have superpowers to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that Audrey Hepburn was a superhero. I think she's my superhero. Why is she? Why um, is she? Like, it's like Princess Leia. She was a, she's my superhero, too. I think, like, Enola's a superhero in her own right. Um, because she embraces every aspect of her flaws and her imperfections. And that's what makes people superheroes when they can come to terms with the fact that they're not perfect, but they're like unapologetically themselves. I love that. Um, so she's definitely a superhero. You don't have to have superpowers to be, to be one. So how many are you signed up to do? Cause this is a franchise in the making. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I, let's see how people respond to the first one. Let's see if they fall in love with Enola as much as I have fallen in love. But there's definitely much more of a story to be told. Um, and, you know, I, I really hope I get to work with these people again because I, I love, I loved what, I loved filming this film. It was so much fun. And this character is so much fun. And I have to tell you, I love your Instagram. I love that you're outspoken, that you embrace the Black Lives Matter movement. So, you know, with a full heart. 
Um, why was that important for you? You know, in, in, a, in this climate, in this world, um, I loved that young people, um, and especially, you know, this movement specifically, it was amazing for them to, you know, create this movement. And um, it definitely touched my heart. And I, I, I wanted to do something. I wanted to, you know, so that's why um, I posted uh, a few um, Black-owned communities and companies and things like that so that they could take my platform, you know, that this is not about me. Um, and to give them you know, my platform and then to say, listen, this, I, I, I understand I'm privileged and I understand that I don't, I won't understand. When I saw that, I was like, I, that's exactly, that's, that couldn't be to the T more right. And and so, you know, I'm in full support. Um, and I'm very inspired that um, these young people are speaking out about the things that are important to them. So when are you going to run for office one day? <laughs> I could never. I could never. That's too much. That's too much. It's uh, too much. Important. I could never. I, I. I will. I will remain in my house, and I will just put my input in when I need to. But. Um, but yes, we would need. We need more young women running, so that so that we can get some female female empowerment in that. Please. Are you hopeful about that? Um, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Why is that? Because um, women, this film touches on it. We, we, need to be, we need to be at the table. We need to be heard. We need, our voices need to be listened to. We need to be part of the conversation. Um, and uh, sometimes women need to be in charge. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, <laughs> we need to be understood and maybe maybe a woman in office could be could be very good <laughs> I'm um, and now a fun question for you we know you're a big kardashian fan yes what did you think yesterday um it's very sad i'm <laughs> so sad I'm, I'm obviously a big fan i've been watching them for years so but you know everything must come to an end yeah what are you gonna miss about them <laughs> Oh, everything. I mean, just the fact that they are very funny and, uh, oh my gosh, I, I'm going to miss lots. I like, I enjoyed it so much. Every Sunday night, I was obsessed. <laughs> so what are you watching these days? I'm watching New Girl right now, um, which I love. Um, what else? I think I'm going to start watching... Um, what else have I watched? I just Glee. I've watched Glee. I've watched yeah, okay. Friends. Yeah. So I've been I've been rewatching some TV shows. So you're going old school. Yes, I am. Because there's not there's Outer Banks. I watched Outer Banks. I watched The Society. I've watched like, literally everything on Netflix. <laughs> there's not one thing for me not to watch. I've watched The Crown. I've watched everything. I know. Is are you ever? The, there's that night where you're just sitting there going, "There's so much to watch, but I've watched it all, everything, everything." Yeah. What do you like about the Crown? Oh my gosh, what didn't I like about the Crown? <laughs> the fact that I'm British. What? Did he just die? 
Um, sorry, a dog just nearly passed out. Um, but um, <laughs> um, I loved Helena Bonham Carter in the ground. Well, she, was my, she was my favorite character. Um, Claire Foy in the first and second season was just phenomenal. Um, but I loved... I loved it. I loved Olivia Coleman. I mean, who got like literally like her, every award show that I go to and every time she wins, I get so excited for her speech because it's always so um, cute and humble and just so real. And you're just seeing a real human being get really freaked out. <laughs> I just love it because that's what I would do. So I just love, I love all the actors, the casting in that, uh, in that TV show is amazing. And uh, the writing is incredible too. I love it. Well, Millie, this is great. It's always great talking to you. Congratulations you so on the film. Thank you. Um, and hopefully we'll see each other in person when When all this allowed. is over. Sooner than later, please. Oh, no. Thank you so much for talking with me. I'm glad you enjoyed Enola. I did. Be well. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Millie Bobby Brown. Enola Holmes is available on Netflix. Coming up next week, two guests, Lily Collins and Zachary Quinto. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Malkin. And for all your up-to-the-minute Hollywood news, head over to Variety.com. Stay safe, be well, and please keep wearing those masks. See you next time. Listener.